EIU Panthers podcast returns this week for our second season as we debut with episode 50 in our series. I'm your host, Rich Moser, and we kick off year two with a conversation with Eastern Illinois Athletic Director Tom Michael. Michael is entering his eighth season at the helm in Charleston, having recently guided the Panthers athletic department through a year impacted by COVID-19. On today's episode, we talk about that experience, his experience as a student athlete playing basketball at Illinois, and how he got started on his path in athletic administration. Want to hear any of our previous episodes from year one? Then simply search for EIU Panthers Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast and start listening today. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Panther Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? then visit Consolidated.com today. Eastern Illinois sports are set to gear up in the coming weeks as both the football team and women's soccer teams are currently back on campus. The women's soccer team will be the first in action this season as they play an exhibition match at Illinois this weekend. EIU football opens the year with a Week 0 game at Indiana State on August 28th. Season and single-game tickets for the 2021 football season are now on sale. You can purchase online at EIUPanthers.com and simply click the Order Online Football Tickets icon. To stay up to date on what is shaping up to be an exciting year of EIU athletics, make sure to visit us online at EIUPanthers.com, the official athletic website of Eastern Illinois Athletics. You can also follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with current EIU Athletic Director Tom Michael. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers Podcast. We're back for year two, and we will kick off year two with EIU Athletic Director Tom Michael. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Rich, it's good to be here and fun to do this. Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, I think people know that, that you were an athlete in college and, and played at Illinois just up the road. So I guess when you were in, in college as an athlete, is this doing an athletic administration, doing athletics as a, as a career, is that something that was kind of your career path when you were there playing, or were you just thinking, I'm going to play ball for four years? Uh, well, I never never thought that I was just going to play ball. I think part of part of the decision-making process for me when, when I chose to go to Illinois was um, certainly play basketball at a high level, but also knowing that I was going to get a great education through that. So um, the thought process was was always to be able to get an education that you can use. Um, I think when I started, um, I really thought I would go into business. Parents owned a couple lumber yards and thought that that was going to be maybe the path I would take. Um, and then when I redshirted my freshman year, was able to graduate in four years and still had a year of eligibility remaining and had to make a decision at that point in time, now what do I do? Um, decided to get my grad work done and, and get my master's degree that last year um, and had to work hard through the summer, fall, spring, and then another summer to, to be able to get that, that all accomplished in a, in a year. Um, and that was in sports administration. And, and at that point in time, I thought, you know, I, I really want to be able to stay involved in athletics in some capacity. And it had certainly been a part of my, my life up to that point. And, and so, you know, what that, what that really looked at at that point in time, I wasn't sure. And, you know, um, uh, I knew it was, I wanted to be in the collegiate ranks or in the professional ranks and, and, and both places. And that's what we continue to tell people 
today, 25 years later, you know, is, is it's tough to get your foot in the door and both at the college level and at the professional level it is, but was, was fortunate to be able to, um, to go back to Illinois in, in 1996 and do that. Now you, you played in high school, successful high school player, were your, your parents kind of people that pushed you into athletics or did you know early on that you kind of had some athletic ability and like a, a family friend kind of pushed you into that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, my dad was coaching uh, a junior high program and I started going to practice with him when I was three years old, you know, so um, I, I think that that when you're running around in the gym and at three years old, you're not doing anything except getting in the way and getting yeah. in trouble. Um, but but I think, you know, you either you either determine it and, you know, when when it's that is is you're either going to behave and because you enjoy being in the gym or you're going to cause enough problems that you're not going to be able to come back anymore. Um, and so that was part of it. And, uh, you know, my dad was, was certainly very instrumental, um, in, in my basketball career from being, being a coach from that perspective and, uh, rebounding countless hours on the driveway and, and things like that. So, um, both both my mom and dad were very supportive of what we were doing in athletics, but I wouldn't say they they forced us by any means. Um, you know, they what they did require us to do is if we were going to do it, we had to work hard at it. Whether that was summer training and and trying to lift weights from a young age um, and doing things like that. So um, feel blessed, you know, and fortunate to be able to be in that kind of environment um, and have that support. Um, growing, growing up, and you know that's certainly what Shannon and I have tried to do with with our three kids is they've they've participated in it well. I mean, I think that if if you have to force someone to do it, and if you have to be the driver of it, and there's some days when when that happens, but if you have to be the driver of of them participating, it's just not ever going to work out. Now I know you you mentioned you went to Illinois, but being a, a heralded player in high school, you had several other schools kind of recruit you. I know we've talked at, I think you said Missouri was a big one that recruited you as well in the area. What kind of sold you on, on going to Illinois? Was it, did you grow up as an Illinois fan and that was kind of always the dream of maybe playing there or was there the opportunity to, a different opportunity that presented itself? Yeah, I think, I think growing up, you know, um, being close to St. Louis, you know, our television market was the television the st louis tv station so you always got missouri uh stuff um from that perspective and and you also got some of the illinois of course it's it's not near like it is today with the accessibility to those things um but what i did know is i wanted to to be within driving distance for my parents as as i just mentioned they were a big part of it and um i wanted them to be able to have an opportunity to come and and experience this stuff um, as as I was going through it, and you know they never missed a home basketball game, and playing in the Big Ten, they were able to um, to go to a lot of road games um, as well, and and spend a lot of late nights on the road, as as you're familiar with, Rich. But um, but I think I think you know Illinois had just gone to the they went to the Final Four in 1989, so it's it's um, their team was was really good. I think um, we were able to watch some Illinois games on on television growing up too. Um, so that was certainly part of it. And, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I knew that I wanted to get a great education through that. And, and certainly the reputation academically that Illinois has um, was important from, from that perspective. And, and I think, 
you know, um, when, when you make that decision, it, it comes down to is, do you want to try to play at the highest level that you can play at? And um, uh, playing in the Big Ten was, was certainly um, a special opportunity that, that um, you know, overall, I think it was, it was a good decision and worked out well for us. Now, you think back, and I know you were doing this podcast in your office today, and you look on your wall, you've got a picture of you going toe-to-toe in the paint with Shaq, and everybody knows who, who, who Shaq is. is. Is that maybe your best memory, or is that your best photo memory of, of playing in Illinois? <laughs> well, I think it, it makes for a great conversation um, for for recruits and some families, and, um, you know, that's, that's as much as that. But, you know, playing, playing in the Big Ten – um, from 1990 to 94, um, the Big Ten, it was really, really good basketball time. So, you know, you play against Shaq, and, and he's a number one draft pick. You play against Chris Weber, he's a number one draft pick. You play against Glenn Robinson, he's a number one draft pick. I mean, there was a stretch there where, where you know, you had an opportunity to play against five or six straight number one draft picks, um, you know, through that experience and um you know there's there were certainly a ton of big time basketball games and big time basketball players that that you got to play against and you know probably I don't I don't um live too much in the past I say that as I got a a (laughs) picture here that's uh almost 30 years old now hanging in my wall but but um you know I, I try not to to go back there and if you probably spent time reminiscing um about some of those things you would probably say uh you you might appreciate some of that stuff a little bit more um but um you know it was it was obviously uh, a really really good time in college basketball um and where we were at in the league that we played in um was was really really good and and um you know i i think that all of that is and what we tell tell our recruits and and our kids today here at eiu is is that's what sport and athletics is about and those experiences good bad and and highs and lows um help make who you are and certainly that experience playing allowed that to happen for me too now for you you're entering your eighth year as the athletic director here but Athletic director isn't the job anybody gets right when they walk out of college. Now, I know some of the college kids, they, they, they think that's the job you start in. You don't do the, the other roles. You kind of started at the bottom, worked your way up. You actually started in academics. What interested you in, in getting in in that avenue, or was, or was that, like you said earlier, that was the opportunity that was available, so you kind of took it and then you figured I can move around once I get my foot in the door. Yeah, I was probably as naive uh, in in some ways as as kids are today. Um, I would have never thought that that academic services is where I would have where I would have started. But uh, when Coach Henson retired from Illinois um, and they hired Coach Kruger, um, they had a had an opening as an academic counselor and and actually Mike Hatfield, an EIU grad, Hall of Fame member here. Um, we had stayed in contact and he called me up and said, Hey, they, you really need to think about this. And so, um, Mike, um, really helped kind of initiate some of that. And I'd stayed in contact with others, um, that were up there. And, and when that door opened with coach Kruger coming on board, uh, and I thought, you know, Hey, I'm going to be in academics for five years. Um, and then I'll move into something else. And, and but I was never going to be a, a, a long-term academic guy. And it turns out I spent 15 years um, 
you know, dealing with or being a part of the academic services unit up there and progress through a variety of roles um, through that. But, uh, you know, it, it was, Rich, to an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And that's where I thought, okay, I'm going to get my foot in the door and do this for a little bit of time, and then I'm going to do other things. And and was able to continue to progress and continue to um, uh, to get promotions and different things like that to where I was able to also you know, which is uncommon too. And, and I know that, that Shannon and I are fortunate from the standpoint that we were able to raise all three of our kids. They all went to the same high school. You know, they didn't have to move in 18 years at one place in, in college athletics. That's not common stuff. And, and, uh, we were able to do that. Part of that was getting my start at my alma mater, um, was, was a big deal too, but was able to continue to progress. And I, you know, I appreciate Ron Gunther, uh, my AD there and, and Terry Cole, who, who, um, who has passed on is, and, but he hired me and, um, they kept, they saw a future for me and kept, kept promoting me and giving me opportunities with more responsibilities to, to eventually get to, to where I'm at today too. Now, before you came here to Eastern, like I said, you've been here eight years, you moved out of the academics role, you were overseeing some of the major projects there at Illinois and, and had oversight of a few other things. State Farm Center, you started the renovation there, and the people in the area will know what that is, of course, where Illinois plays basketball. Having, I guess, maybe played basketball there when it was a assembly hall at the time, I think is what it was called, and then moving into what it's called now, was that a, I guess, a, maybe a, a passion project for you to kind of be a player that then had some say in how that renovation was going to take place? Yeah, yeah, it, it was because there were obviously a ton of memories of of my playing days in there, but, but also, you know, saw what the facility was. And as great as, as the assembly hall was, um, it was in, in, you know, pretty significant need of, of being renovated and updated. Um, and, and so, you know, um, the State Farm Center now and $170 million later, um, it's not this concrete spaceship, you know, that, that was a phenomenal, um, building in its own right when it was built and, and how it was structured and different things like that. But to be able to take it, um, and really, uh, spruce it up and, and, and turn it into a basketball venue again, that, that does have multi-purpose opportunities as opposed to a really a multi-purpose facility that you happen to play basketball in. Um, and, and I think it create, we, we were able to, um, with the architects and everybody create, create an opportunity there where it's a great basketball venue. And yeah, so, um, that, that's probably a special, special opportunity of, of playing in it and then have an opportunity to be a part of, of that renovation, even though I left halfway through when it was done, uh, to come, come down here to EIU. Now, you talk about the opportunity to come to EIU. You'd mentioned 18 years at the same place, and I know sometimes it makes you think that I'm here 18 years, I'm probably going to finish my career here. What kind of intrigued you about the, the job at EIU? I'm, I'm assuming to probably be able to take that next step to be in the what they call the big chair as an AD was probably one of the big lures. Yeah, no question about it, Rich. I, I mean, I think... I think that uh, you know, there's there's some people that that progress through the uh, through their careers, and and um, some of them have aspirations to be an AD. Um, others think they have aspirations to be an AD, uh, and others are perfectly fine not being in that in that chair. Um, I think early on, 
Um, I was fortunate, and, and a lot of that has to do with the relationship I had with, with Ron Gunther, um, to, to really see that I really wanted to be able to impact people in that way too. And, and so, um, you know, when, when this opportunity came available in, in 2014, I was, I was immediately intrigued. I had come to basketball camps um, with Coach Samuels um, when I was little. My sister had, um, had received her undergraduate degree here um, uh, in um, secondary education. You know, so certainly familiar with EIU and been on campus a number of times and, and the proximity of it. Um, certainly was 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 really special. Uh, we played them a couple times when I played too, and and things like that. So so it was it was um, it was something that was was clearly on my radar, and and as you said, wanting to sit in this chair um, was was something that I aspired to do. And uh, it's hard to believe that that we've that we've gone through seven years and. That in itself has been um, interesting with the challenges that that we've had, um, but you know, I hope that when people people look back at it, is is um, the time that that we've had here is is that we really concentrated on the student athlete experience and we tried to make all of our student athletes in all twenty of our sports um, really uh, put them first and foremost, and because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of my experience as a student athlete, um, you know, at Illinois. And as I said, it wasn't just all perfect. You know, there were ups and downs with it, just like any other uh, athletic career goes. And, and, but through that, that's, that's why I do what I do, because I want to have an impact on, on those student athletes' lives. And, and um, you know, we're always aspiring in, in the decisions that we make is to how can we make that experience better? Um, and you know we've always got room to grow on that, and and that's where I think our motivation and and certainly our passion and enthusiasm comes from, um, because we know that we can impact that. Now you, you talked a little bit about this earlier that you you and your wife do have have three grown children, two of whom were college athletes. You yourself were, were, were a college athlete down in that chair. How does having been a college athlete and then maybe even a parent of college athletes? help you in terms of some of the decisions you have to make whereas maybe you didn't you never thought that that was going to be the case yeah I think it's a I I, I don't think that it's it's an a, a incredibly common experience to have um, so there's I think that there is some uniqueness um, for me from a perspective standpoint of of certainly walking in those shoes and then from a parental standpoint and and you know Kylie is going to graduate in December um, and finishing up her volleyball career here I, I think that the, it gives a unique perspective and and so there's times when when I think about um, I, I can look at it from a parental lens of of how we're going about something or how we might address something or something like that. So I think it's I think it's important. I think it's it's beneficial for me, um, and I hope that um, you know I hope that that EIU benefits from from those perspectives and, and experiences as well. Um, that it's that it's better opportunities for everybody. Now Eastern's coming out of COVID. Knock on wood. There were. The, the state is coming out and we're getting back to, to somewhat normal, but able to actually accomplish some things during COVID d despite some of that. Soccer is able to move on to a new field, install video boards, which a lot of fans haven't even seen in, in Lance Arena. What was that like kind of going through that and, and 
how do you kind of, I guess, feel that you were able to get some of these things accomplished even during some of the obstacles that were there? Well, I, I think, yeah, the COVID piece, uh, I hope um, as we sit here on, on you know, early August that, that we can move forward and the fall gets off to a uh, to a to a good start, and we can we can resume some normalcy. But you know, it, it it's taken us a while to get to the point where we've been able to accomplish some things, and and certainly, COVID has has created its challenging but challenges. But the budget impasse that we started essentially when I got here, um, you know, that was that was probably more impactful. Um, for us as a department and institutionally than than really COVID was. Uh, COVID created challenges, but just from a department standpoint, that was challenging. And, and I think we had to really work hard um, as a department and as a staff to gain the trust of, of our constituents, our donors, um, our community, um, that, that we're here, we're solid, um, and and that what we want to do for our student athletes is something that they can really be proud of and invest in. And so over the last two years, um, the money that we've raised and the accomplishments that we've been able to get from a sponsorship standpoint, from a donor perspective, I mean, we've set records. And and whether that's whether that's the video boards, whether that's the weight room, whether that's the victory suite, whether that's the soccer field, whether that's the women's basketball locker room now in progress, um, naming opportunities and things like that. I mean, it it's it's um, it, it's really I'm proud of the fact that we've been able to do that in COVID, um, but more so it's it's obviously much needed upgrades that we need for our student athletes and that list. Um, that list is still long. We've got a we've got a lot of things that we still need to do, but but the progress and the momentum that we've made, we've got some loyal individuals that have stepped up and said, "Hey, we believe in what what you're doing, and we believe in the student athletes." And that's that's what that's what our job is to do is to shepherd those individuals, be shepherds for the programs, and continue to help them raise and rise to a new level. So we've got a lot of work to do. Um, um, we're we're still gonna we're still gonna get after it. But but um, some of the things that we've been able to accomplish in these unprecedented times um, is rewarding uh, in itself. And you know it's it, it's I happen to be the athletic director at this point in time. But um, you know our staff um, has been incredible in pushing these things to make it happen. So it's not it's certainly not. Uh, Tom Michael taking the credit for for these things. It's it's what we've done as an athletic department overall, and um, it it takes a community that buys into what we're doing, and and hopefully we've we've gained, developed, and and entrusted those individuals to respect what what we're what we're doing and and what's taking place. Um, one of the other things that that you've been able to do, and you talk about the the success that we've had here some of the success you've been able to have personally is, is the fact that you've been named to the FCS championship committee, which for, for people that don't know is every conference selects one representative who essentially they, people know the basketball committee that 13, 13 individuals select that pool. The same thing happens for football at the FCS level. What was, the, was your first year on the committee last year? What was that experience like and kind of what, what did that maybe help you learn seeing from and talking to ads at other schools yeah it's it's certainly um it's something that that 
from a personal standpoint, it's it's a proud moment to be able to represent not only Eastern Illinois and the history and tradition and success that we've had um, here on the football field, um, but also the Ohio Valley Conference uh, in that room. Um, and and really, you know, the selection process for for the FCS playoff football playoff um, bracket is no different process than what they do for the March Madness NCAA bracket. Um, you know, we're scrubbing teams. Um, we're on weekly calls. Um, we're, we're watching games each week from different conferences. We're talking to conference commissioners um, that aren't in our conference. We're talking, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, a pretty intense process and, and something that, that, you know, you can't take for granted and you really have to respect um, because you want to do, you want to do a great job. Um, for for the sport for FCS football and you know what we went through this spring was was unique um, with COVID and playing in the spring and not having a full gamut of, of portfolios to look at because teams didn't play non-conference schedules for the most part um, but you know to to essentially get the top two teams top two ranked teams that we had coming out of out of that selection meeting, make it to the championship game is is gratifying. Yeah. Um, that that you think you at least got that part of it right. There was only one or two upsets, I think, through the whole bracket. Um, so you you hope that you did a good job from that perspective. Um, you know, and and uh, being able to go down to Frisco and watch that championship game and and be a part of that was was really incredible and something that I hope I can take back and and bring to our program. Um, and you know. It would be great if EIU football can be down in Frisco here, um, you know, in the future and, and be a part of that national championship game. And uh, but but that process is is incredible. And the NCA, um, you know, has done a good job. And and the, the camaraderie with that with that group of individuals as we sit in that room and, and scrub those teams and and really um, try to split hairs on who should and who shouldn't be there. Um, it's a, it was a very rewarding process. And then kind of final point for you, and we've, we've talked a little bit about this before the podcast, is kind of a tipping point right now maybe in, in college athletics and a unique time in the fact that people are coming off of, of COVID. But on top of that, you have NIL, which is name, image, and likeness. And it's a, it has provided a whole new opportunity for student athletes to be able to I guess monetize their 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 college careers, and I know you you've got some 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 thoughts on that. But I guess overall, is is a former student athlete now, and you're that. Do you think that helps maybe give you some perspective when you're looking at this as to, you know, I was a college athlete, I got this experience, so I, I look at it maybe differently than the person off the street. Yeah, and and I think what I have to be careful of from from that perspective is sounding like the old guy, um, you know, because uh, shoot, when when they had our characters or our autographs on coffee mugs or T-shirts, uh, we were just thrilled to death that somebody wanted those, um, uh, you know, and they were buying a T-shirt with with our name on it or something like that. You know the the part that where we're going with all of this, Rich. Um, I, I don't know what the end game ultimately is going to be. It it might be a little bit frightening for college athletics. What I what I hope comes back to the forefront in in a lot of ways is 
is the value of the education and the experience that these kids are getting by being student athletes. I think there's an incredible advantage um, for student athletes when they when they leave an institution with a degree in the hand and and who they are in the real world, if you will, as marketable uh, employees. And I think um, I think we we hear it time and time again uh, how employers are looking for student athletes because of their work ethic, because of their time management skills, because of being able to handle diversity, uh, adversity, and and being able to to go into um, different situations um, because they've worked as a team and so on and so forth. So I hope that that part doesn't doesn't um, get completely lost, and hope it comes back to the forefront. But it is a different time. And, and um, you know, it's not just, it's just not the, the power five student athletes. It's, it's, it's um, certainly those names have some recognition um, both locally and nationally that provide some opportunities. But, but our kids are going to have opportunities too. Um, are they going to have six, seven figure opportunities? I don't know um, what that what that ultimately looks like, but they're going to have opportunities to to benefit off of this. And you know, at the end of the day, what what I want to make sure that that we can do here is educate our student athletes as best as possible. And and if they find opportunities that can help them through this process, um, that that we've provided them those opportunities to do that in the appropriate way. Um, you know, and the you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube um, on 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 these things, and and I hope that we can continue to provide guide rails um, institutionally and and a, from an NCA association standpoint, and and hope we can continue to maybe narrow those gu- those guardrails down to where this can be a more manageable thing, and and it's uh, it. It unfortunately, right now, it appears that the haves and the have-nots continue to separate, and I don't know that that's the best for for college athletics. Um, but um, certainly, the ability to to take advantage of some of these opportunities is is good for the student athlete. And then we'll kind of wrap up here. Final question for you: Getting into to year number eight here, now that you're coming off of a COVID excited to have fans back what are you as the athletic director maybe most looking forward to you've got several new coaches a lot of excitement around a lot of our our programs um, kind of what are you maybe one or two things you're most looking forward to in this upcoming year yeah i think i think rich you mentioned it a little bit that you know um you know what it, it was like um going through the basketball season and and for shoot all but the last couple of weeks we had no fans no fans, so we're watching the, we're watching basketball games with with some artificial music playing in the background to create some crowd noise, and I think it's just I think it's just having the buzz, you know. That's some of the reason why we do what we do is because there's there's a certain amount of juice and energy um, uh, around college athletics, and so. You know when we when we open up at Indiana State for for an evening game over in Terre Haute to play football, and there's going to be fans there, and there's there's people tailgating and doing whatever they do to prepare for for that. That's great. Um, you know um, when we when we're able to uh, on September 18th to host Illinois State here for our first home football game, and and hopefully that. You know, O'Brien is is packed, and and we've got a we've got a great environment for a night game there on Family Weekend. 
I mean, those are the things I think that we all look forward to is, is, um, as a, as an athlete, you want to play in front of folks. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it creates a little bit of, of extra adrenaline as you get ready to go through that. And when you hear the crowd, it's, it's, it's uplifting. So I think that those things are, are certainly there. And, and as you said, we've got some, we've got some new coaches, um, on board and and certainly you know the highest profile piece of that is is Marty Simmons on our basketball staff and uh, leading that program now and and I'm excited to see what what he can do to build and develop that program and and uh, hopefully you know obviously um, have some success and and win some more ball games and um, make runs in the OVC tournament and and hopefully you know our goal for that program is is on selection Sunday for Eastern Illinois University to be to be called again it's it's been a while since since that basketball program's made it to the NCAA tournament and that's certainly what what our goal is um, as we as we move forward with that but you know it's shoot it's it's here and uh, women's soccer has a exhibition match in a few days and Men's soccer is going to follow up that shortly. Volleyball reports now. Cross country's coming. Football's been going at it now. And, you know, from that perspective, um, we're getting into normal. Um, because, as you know, we'll go um, 75 straight days probably without a real day off. And, um, you know, as, as grueling as that is at times, um, that's, that's also what we sign up for and um seeing our kids compete seeing our kids compete is is what motivates me and and i know how much time and effort and energy they put into training and and practicing and and working um on their sport and being able to see them compete on game day is is gratifying uh in itself perfect well thank you for your time tom thanks rich appreciate it